There is no better time than transfer time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Backfield Show. My name is Joe Lowry, and on this episode, we're diving into Major League Soccer's summer transfer window. It closed technically on Wednesday, August 2nd, but some deals are still trickling down the announcement pipeline as we speak. In the next 10 minutes or so, we're going to dive into some of the biggest winners and losers of this summer window, talking about some of the new additions and how teams are impacted ahead of the last stretch of the season. So, without any further ado, let's get to it and talk soccer. Like I said, we're going to run through a series of winners and losers after this summer transfer action. And the place I want to start is with Hani Mukhtar. It has been blindingly obvious that Nashville SC's Hani Mukhtar, who was last year's MVP in Major League Soccer, and who was on a real tear this year as well, it's been obvious that he's needed some support in Nashville for years now. Now, to the club's credit, Nashville have tried to find him a partner in the attack. But their track record with those attempts is truly... Terrible. Yonder Cadiz, remember Yonder Cadiz and Ake Loba both flopped over the last few seasons. But now, Nashville made another signing, and that's Sam Surich. The 25-year-old striker is joining Nashville from Nottingham Forest, where he played just over 300 minutes in the Premier League last year. He couldn't really crack the full-time rotation for Nottingham Forest, so it, it makes sense that he wanted to find a new home. And Nashville, I think, are somewhat fortunate that they are that new home. Six foot three, Surich has the size to hold up the ball and bring other players into the game, which should help Hani Mukhtar do everything more in the attack. And he has proven, at least as a goal scorer in the championship, the second division over in England, he finds good spots in the box and he makes opposing defenses pay whenever they give him too much space. This signing is a big win for Nashville, but I think it is the biggest of wins for Hani Mukhtar. Now there is somebody else in Nashville's attack that can distract opposing defenses, can make them pay, can get on the end of Hani's attacking movements and his passing in the final third, but can also pull defenses apart to create lanes for Mukhtar to crash the box and score the goals that he likes to score. Nashville SC finally gave Hani Mukhtar a friend that he might actually get along with. Okay, let's move into the first loser. It's really a group of losers. It's center backs everywhere. Much to the dismay of central defenders around the league, Sam Surridge is far from the only talented number nine who made a move to Major League Soccer during their transfer window. There are a bunch of these players that are coming in and going to try to make a real difference for these teams during the rest of this season and beyond. I'm going to run through some of the biggest names in rapid-fire fashion and toss out a little quick fun-sized candy bar-style scouting report on each of them. You can bet that we'll get into a lot of these guys in more detail as the season goes on. But let's start with FC Cincinnati, who signed Aaron Bupenza. He's quick, clever, likes to dribble. Shot selection can be a little suspect at times. He'll be next to Brandon Vasquez in their 3-4-1-2 shape. Minnesota United signed Timu Puki, a name that Premier League fans will know quite well. Puki has great, really savvy body positioning and moves very well off the ball. RSL signed Chicho Arango, who is extremely well-rounded. You can just ask LAFC fans about that. NYCFC signed Munsef Bakrar, who loves slashing runs and really pounces on balls inside the 18. LAFC signed Mario Gonzalez, who has a good right foot and moves well inside and outside the box. And Philadelphia signed Ty Baribo, who thrives on service and is a constant threat inside the 18. Those are the cliff notes. After watching far too much film over the last few weeks, 
Get ready for plenty of goals and plenty more disappointed center backs during this last phase of the MLS season. Up next, as a winner, I've got Wilfred Nance's vision down in the positive category. Now, let me lay some of the foundation here. Lucas Elrayon, number 10 for the Columbus crew, attacking midfielder, can score, can create. He's gone now. He moved to Saudi Arabia during this window, and that came as a shock to just about everybody. There are a lot of ways to look at Zellerion's departure. The most obvious one is to look at it as a loss for the crew. Columbus will certainly miss his ability to create and score and score bangers against the Chicago Fire from inside the Columbus crew's own half. But another way to look at Zellerion's move, and really the crew's transfer action as a whole this summer, is as a win for Wilfred Nancy's vision. I want to take us back to Wilfred Nancy's time in charge of CF Montreal over the last two seasons, in which he turned them into a competent, fun, and useful team. Nancy didn't rely on a string-pulling number 10 type of player to direct his team's attack. No, instead, he went with more flexible attackers. Think about George Mihalovic, who can play as an 8, or as a 10, or a little bit wider. Think about Romel Kyoto, who can play as a 9, or as a winger, or as a second forward. He went with those more versatile types to help them find success moving the ball forward and playing quickly as a unit and moving on and off the ball with speed and intention. So when we think about Zellerion leaving, it opened up an opportunity for the crew to go out and sign Diego Rossi, who was excellent in his time in Major League Soccer, really talented wide player, was fantastic with LAFC. It is possible that subtracting Zellerion and adding Rossi into this group will help Wilfred Nance's team play even faster in possession as they try to really disorganize opposing defenses I don't know if this is absolutely the right way to look at this move. There's still a lot of unknowns with the crew. They also added Julian Gressel. They got rid of Eloy Room. They added in Rudy Camacho and another center back that they signed from overseas. They made a number of moves, and so there are different pieces still kind of finding their homes here. But it is possible that adding Diego Rossi and subtracting Lucas Zellerion will help this team reach their ultimate potential under Wilfred Nance in a way that maybe they wouldn't have before, with a number 10 that relies on having the ball at his feet and really wants to dictate everything himself. The crew were doing fine before, but maybe, just maybe, they'll be even better now with Diego Rossi in their 11. Let's keep this train moving with another few losers. I've got St. Louis City and Seattle down as losers near the top of the Western Conference. Right now, there are four teams fighting for the top spot out West. St. Louis, Seattle, LAFC, and RSL, not necessarily in that order. Two of those teams, LAFC and RSL, made real moves during this transfer window. The other two, St. Louis and Seattle, did not. And that's why they are losers here. I think after the dust has settled on this season, we'll look back at the difference in transfer activity as the key factor behind either late season pushes or late season slumps for these four teams. RSL most notably went out to sign Chicho Arango, mentioned that already. They've also kept some players and and made some other savvy moves in this window. Yeah, they had more to do than Seattle coming into the summer transfer window, but still the momentum and quality that they gathered, I think will have a real positive benefit for this team and could conceivably push them past their peers and to the top of the Western Conference. And then LAFC, quickly. I mentioned Gonzalez earlier as that number nine. They've also bolstered their midfield and the wide areas in the middle of the back line. They've made a number of moves in this window. John Thornton and company just don't miss. They just really don't miss. And so the moves that they made should overshadow Apoku's move to Montreal and Jose Cifuentes' move to Scotland. Those teams, LAFC and RSL, got better. St. Louis and Seattle, not so much. We've made it through a lot of this episode without talking about Leo Messi, and I want to change that now. Inter Miami are obviously a big winner here. I think MLS fans in general are a big winner 
Inter-Miami just went out and had the best transfer window in MLS history. They signed Leo Messi on its own. That would have been the best transfer window in league history. But they didn't stop there, right? They got Sergio Busquets. We've seen Busquets already. They got Jordi Alba to play left back. And he is aging, sure, just like Busquets and Messi. But he will do something for this team and he will improve them. The other reality, though, for Miami is they also got younger. They got younger in a number of different spots while they also got older. And so maybe it averages out here. But they bolstered the middle of the back line with young talent. They bolstered midfield with young talent. They bolstered the wide areas with young talent. And they got rid of Rodolfo Pizarro, who's underperformed throughout the entirety of his Inter-Miami career. He is no longer a designated player for this team. It's almost impossible to imagine Inter-Miami doing anything better in this window than they have I have a ton of respect for what Tati Martino and Chris Henderson and the rest of that organization have done. They've been ambitious, and hopefully this creates an opportunity for MLS to relax some of their ridiculous roster rules, to let the ambitious teams be ambitious, to create more intrigue around this league and around the teams in it. Miami are paving the way on that front. Leo Messi has given them a giant assist in that regard. But I am pumped to see what this new-look Inter-Miami team looks like with so many new contributors and Messi being messy in this attack. Inter-Miami, fans of Inter-Miami, and, and even in some ways, even if fans of other teams are sick of hearing about it at this point, and, and I can understand if they are, I think everybody in MLS will be better off for Lionel Messi and Inter-Miami making the moves they have this summer. That's it for this episode of the Backheel Show. If you want more American soccer coverage, check out backheel.com and subscribe. For now, we'll talk to you again real soon. 